But uh, this morning, I want to just kind of continue a little bit from where we were uh, last Sunday. I shared with you that maybe for this first couple of Sundays in this new year, I just wanted to talk about some practical things from God's Word. Just some things that we can just sort of begin to put into practice in our everyday lives. As many of you know, last week we talked about the power of our words and how that we can literally re-script our future and the story that God has for us just by the power of our words and knowing the source of where those words come from. It comes from our hearts and we know that all things in life flow from the heart God tell, the word tells us. And so, and so we talked about that last week. Maybe, uh, somebody told me a while ago, they showed me a bruise on their wrist where they've been popping the rubber band this week every time they was tempted. And, uh, and, uh, and then the husband told me that it wasn't working. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We'll have another altar call today at the end of this service. And you, you can repent for all the times that the rubber band didn't work. But, uh, but, uh, no, today I want to talk a little bit It's not something we really discuss a lot around here because we believe in a sovereign God. We believe in a a God that has a has an ultimate plan and a will for our lives and for for our future. And and that we are simply following that path toward that. I think I may have made mention even last week. I said God is going to have his way in our lives. We determine the path to get there. You know, it was about a 40 day journey. Uh, from, from, from where, uh, for, for the Israelites to make their way to the promised land, but it took them 40 years. And the vast majority of them didn't even get to make it in because of the choices that they made along the way. It turned a 40 day journey into a 40 year journey. God ultimately had a plan for his people. He ultimately had a place for them, a promised land. But them getting there and the path they took was up to them. And so I believe we can do that. I believe we can script our lives whenever we allow our hearts to be purified and we allow our words to flow immediately after that. So just for a few moments today, I want to talk to us about choices. See, we don't talk about choices a lot because, because we believe in a sovereign God. But, but I do believe that he has empowered us. When God created man, he created us with the power and with the intelligence to make choices. He gave us that. So not only are we capable of making choices, but our our choices are our part. They're our part. God gave us this part, our part in this creative process for our lives and for our future. Our choices. Our choices. A lot of people think, well, whatever happens is the will of God. And the will of God is whatever happens. But I want us to understand that we can... And we have been, we have been invited, we have been invited by our creator to literally be a part of the creative process in our future. That's our choices. That's what he gave us. He empowered us with that. We're not robots walking around just waiting for the next uh, higher power to move and make our decisions for us. It's not all up to God. We have a part to play. We have a role to play. My choices are my part in the creative process of my life. When we hear a great musician play an instrument, we know that that didn't just start. He didn't just, that musician didn't just start out as a, as a great musician, but they chose their way. They chose their way into this place of, of skill and, and mastery and greatness. 
When you see a married couple, I, I, I shook hands a few minutes ago with, with John Tucker. I believe they may be coming up somewhere close to their 60th, maybe. Are y'all getting somewhere close to 60 years? That's right. I got my thumbs up from Grammy back there. 60 years of marriage. Okay, I was waiting for a, a resounding hand clap there. That was your cue. But when we see these couples who have been together for years and decades, and they're all happy and they're in love, you don't have to spend much time around John and Audrey to find out that these two people are in love with each other and they're happy with each other. After 60 years, they're happy and they're in love. And we all know that there's no perfect relationship. It would be perfect if it was just Grammy. But since you bring Bull into the mix, it makes it a little, it muddies the waters a little bit. But you look at that couple, and you look at that couple and you say, man, they still got it. After all these years, they didn't just end up here. They didn't just end up at this place 60 years later. They made choices along the way. Every step along the way, they were making choices to honor one another, to consider one another, to be committed, even when it wasn't easy to be committed at times, and to work to work hard on their relationship. Good advice for young couples that's just starting out would be this. Great marriages are not made in heaven. Great marriages are made right here on earth. Great marriages are not made in heaven. They're made right here on earth. I mean, is anybody else here with me today going through and living this thing called life and marriage? Somebody leaving the toilet seat up when they're not supposed to and leaving the cap off the toothpaste. Anybody deal with these things? Marriage was Great marriages are not made in heaven. They're made right here on earth by our choices. When you see someone who is... Who has turned their life around in a, in a major, in a dramatic way. Maybe through, maybe from, from drug and alcohol addiction, substance abuse, or maybe obesity or, or whatever it is. It didn't just happen because they wanted it to happen. They didn't just pray it to happen. They didn't just wish it to happen. That's not how it happened. It happened because they started making a better choice today. I'm making a better Choice. They developed better habits in their life and they choose their way to a better and a healthier life. They chose their way there. They didn't pray their way there. The last message that, of Moses to the people, he was 120 years old. He's given his last message before he hands the baton off to, to Joshua to lead the people. He's telling them that God has a great plan for their life and for their future, for the life of this nation. He's saying, I want everyone to know that God has a promised land and it is promised and it is prepared for you. And he's declaring this and he's, he's painting the picture, if you will. God has a great plan, a great place, and he wants to take you there. But, but, and if we read in Deuteronomy, the third chapter, the 30th chapter, verse 19, this is what he said. He says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Listen to this. Therefore, choose life. Choose life that both you and your descendants 
may live. My choices are my part in the creative process of my life. My choices. We don't just end up. We don't just arrive. Wherever we are today, we didn't just end up here by chance. I understand some of us have had unfair situations happen in our lives. We woke up one day and by nothing of our doing, by none of our choosing, life just happened. I realize that and I understand that and I have great empathy for that because I've been through those same situations. But in most cases in our lives, we didn't just end up here. We're here by our choices. The choices that we made in our lives. That doesn't mean we control everything that happens to us. Doesn't mean we control everything that happens around us. But it does mean that every time that something happens to us or around us, we still have a choice on how we are going to respond to whatever that thing is that happened to us. We still have that choice. I didn't ask to lose this loved one in my life unexpectedly. I didn't ask for my spouse to walk out on me and take the children and take everything. I didn't ask for this diagnosis from the doctor. I didn't ask, but I do still have a choice on how I'm going to respond to that thing that has happened in my life. So we don't end up where we are just by chance. And our future is not determined simply By chance, wherever we end up, we've had a choice. And we have a choice. This is a little discouraging for a preacher, public speaker, whatever you might want to say. But statistics say that 24 hours from right now, hear this, 24 hours from right now, the average person in this room that's listening to this message is only going to be able to remember about 2% of what was said today. So if you're an average person today, if you're not an above average like mindset that just has like a photographic memory that remembers every single detail that's ever said and done, then 24 hours from now you're going to remember about 2% of what I've prayed, sweat, tears, and blood over for, for, for weeks and months at a time to prepare this I was going to say 25 minute message, but Ellis probably more like 45, you know, so um, but 2%. So, so here's, the, here's the one statement I want to be the sticking statement today. It's simple. It's so simple. Because if you're like me, you got to keep it simple. If, you, if you're like me, I need it simple. So I hope this is the 2% that we'll all remember. Here's our takeaway from the day. It's simply this. Better choices equals better life. Better choices equals better life. I love to talk to people who have been successful in their lives. I love to get around successful people. I'm not talking about wealthy or rich people. I'm talking about people who did it right, who made the right choices, and and as a result in their lives, whether whether it was in business or career, whether it was uh, whether it was in their marriage and they have a, a successful and a healthy marriage, whether they are whether they are in the political realm, whatever it may be, I love to be around successful. People, I love to listen to them. And if they're willing to give advice, just this is some advice for all of us today. When we get around people that are successful and have done well with their lives and they've made right choices, it does us a lot of good. Even if you're a big talker like me 
and you just like to run your mouth a lot, I talk a lot. I mean, I can talk and I can talk and I can talk. Some of you will say amen to that. But nevertheless, when you get around people like that, it's good sometimes for us to learn how to zip this and open these. I love to get around successful people. And when I do, if they're willing to start throwing some nuggets out, if they're willing to to throw a few gems my way, I'm closing my mouth. I don't have anything to add to the conversation at that point. I don't have any advice to give during that time. I'm not being pastoral during that time. I'm closing my mouth and I'm opening my ears and I become a sponge. In most cases, though, these successful people, here's what they'll do. They'll begin to tell you about the tough choices that have to be made. They're not going to tell you all about the glamour. They're not going to tell you about, about all, the, all the product that now you see. They're not going to tell you that, look at here, look at my 60 years of, of healthy and happy marriage and raising two wonderful daughters and now grandchildren. They're not going to tell you. They're going to tell you about the tough choices that you have to make along the way. A choice to change the way of doing things sometimes. A choice to change our environment sometimes. A choice to change some of our habits in our lives. Some might hear that kind of advice and say, well, that's easy for you to say. You've got all this wealth and you've got all these, all these friends and you've had all this favor in your life and, and you know, you have all this means in your life and, and, and people are nice to you and you're not easy for you to say. But what we have to remember is, is that the better life that they now have was preceded by better choices. The better choices didn't come as a result of the better life. The better life came as a result of the good choices. And nobody just ends up in a better place without making better choices. Plain and simple. Because better choices equals better life. Wherever we are currently is not where we have to stay. If that's a resounding message that you've heard over and over and over at Life Church, you're going to keep hearing it over and over and over again. We don't believe in status quo around here. We don't believe in maintenance mode around here. We don't believe in just surviving around here. There are seasons in our lives where literally it just takes everything in our power to get out of the bed and put one foot in front of the other. But our mindset and our heart is, is we're not staying here. God has a plan. There's a promised land. There's a place. And I am looking to that. And so now I've got to do the practical things. I've got to make the choices. Today, where we are currently is not where we have to stay. And if we want a better life, we can have a better life. The only thing between us and that better life is better choices. Better choices. I promise you, next Sunday, you're going to have the real preacher up here, not the preacher's son. Okay, dad's going to be preaching next Sunday and it's going to be wonderful. and It's going to be awesome. You get to you get to hear just an incredible word next Sunday. And then when we come back after that, maybe I'll quit preaching so hard. Okay, but I'm just right here at the beginning of this year. I'm just kind of spanking myself a little bit. And, and, if, and if you're having to catch some of the tail end of the belt a little bit on my spanking that I'm giving myself, that's okay. And if you want to receive it, receive it. I know this is kind of some tough language today when we start talking about the things that we need to do. 
We're always talking about the things that God has done because he accomplished it all. We can't do anything for salvation. We can't do anything to merit any everything that God has already accomplished and paid for for us. But to have the better life today, to be have a more meaningful life today, to have more of an impact in the lives of the people around us, to have a transforming life, we have to make some choices and we have to do some things and we have to be conscious about it. About the things we think. The things we say, the choices that we make. Nobody makes good choices all the time. Everybody makes some crazy and stupid choices and choices they regret. I'll be the first to testify to that. Some of those choices are emotionally driven choices. Choices where we look back and say, what was I thinking? And if the truth be known, I wasn't thinking. That's just it. I wasn't thinking. I allowed my emotions to take over and I made choices based on emotion. Good emotion and bad emotion. I'm so in love. She's the woman of my dreams. I don't even know her. I mean, I'm dating myself back like 30 years. You do know that, right? I mean, I I, I did find her finally. I made a good choice when I found her. I'm talking about some of you, some of you single ladies out in the house today, okay? All the single ladies, all, okay. <laughs> just bring a little bit back from last night. It's all I want to just bring a little bit back. Hormonally driven choices. I won't say anything more about that. Here's another takeaway statement. Maybe this will squeeze into the 2%. We cannot pray our way out of what we choose our way into. We can't pray our way out of what we choose our way into. I'm just saying that sometimes when we don't do our homework, when we don't actually seek the Lord about it and pray and and go to God and put our emotions and all of our ideas and all of our thoughts aside. And when we don't process everything in the proper way, in the spiritual way with the Lord, when we refuse to pray, Lord, your will be done. It's not just what I want right now. It's not what makes me feel right and good right now. The truth is, I've been doing this pastoring thing for a while now. I still feel like a kid. There's many of you in this room, Miss Now. I'm looking at you right now. That you're like my mama, you know. And I'm just, and and, and I know y'all probably still look at me like a kid, Diane. I mean, but I, and I, I see myself that way. But I realize I've been doing this thing for over two decades now, and and I'm I have experienced a pretty good bit, and I have seen some situations, and I've talked to people, multiple people, countless people who are at crossroads in their life, and people choose. They make these choices, whether it's the choice they're making for their future, their mate, whether it's a choice they're making for their career or their or, 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 or the, 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 the major they're going to take in college, whatever it may be. And they and they choose they make these choices and many times make it based on the natural things, just make based on this is how I feel and this is what I want. And they, all these choices are made like that. And then later they start realizing that they chose their way right into the place that they are now. A place of brokenness. The good news is, is just because we might have made a bad choice in our past, doesn't mean that we have to keep making those choices in our present or in our future. We can make 
better choices. And we can start today. You might have been in a a bad marriage that ended in an ugly way, but the good news is you don't have to make that choice again. We don't have to keep going the same way. We don't have to keep making the same choices in the same way. We can make better choices. When we make better choices, we have a better life. Is it too simple today? Are we keeping it too simple? Can, uh, am I not diving deep enough? Because I think if I can just get this, if I can just get this one thing, it's going to take care of a multitude of issues in my life. Better choices equals better life. And let me just say this while we're talking about bad choices and, 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 and some of the choices that some of us have made that we've now had to live with and try to pick up the debris from and all of that. It's, a, it's high time that the church quit holding people's bad choices in the past over them. The world may do that all they want to, but the church is to be a refuge. A church. The church says, Come. Come with your baggage, come with your past, come with your mistakes and your failures. And here, we don't see your past, because God doesn't see your past. He only sees where you are and where you're going. But we can start today, and we make our choices. God doesn't make our choices, we do. God doesn't make our choices, we do. We make our choices. Daryl Shipman shared with me recently, he did a message with our youth One night, he did a little research and found out that we all, the average person, I guess we're a bunch of average people here today. I think you're all above average, okay? I'm going to just go ahead and put that disclaimer on there. You're all above average people as far as I'm concerned. But the average person makes 35,000 choices a day. We make 35,000 choices a day, which means we're making choices that we don't even know we're making. <laughs> There's choices made out of the subconscious and the really just the predictable part of how we're made, our mindset, our attitude, our approach to life. I always open my car door with the right hand, but that was a choice that I made. I never thought about it. I just did it. People who know you well, <laughs> people who know you well know the choices you're going to make before you even make them because you've already given that predictable uh prophecy to them based on the other decisions that were made. We're just making those subconscious, predictable choices, but those people who know us well, they already know what we're going to do. They already know the choices we're going to make. 35,000 choices. So even if I'm making, oh, let's just say 20,000 really great choices today, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good record, isn't it? I'm going to make 20,000 incredible, perfect, great choices today. But guess what? That leaves 15,000 choices. That means I have room for improvement on my choices today. I'm saying this to encourage all of us today, if you didn't know that already. There's a lot of people in this room today, and you're making amazing choices. You've made some amazing choices. You're living with the, with the fruit and the product of the amazing choices. There's a lot of people here today. Some of you, the greatest choice you made today was you got up, you got your children ready, and you brought them to the house of the Lord, to a place of worship. That was the greatest choice you made today. Our choices are powerful. 
You could have made any other decision today. You could have said, you know what, it's been a long weekend. We hung out all night at the lip sync battle. My legs are so sore right now and just cramping right now because I'm trying to do stuff that I'm not supposed to try to do on a stage. I mean, I wasn't made that way. Last year, last year it was our group and the Blacksons, Tan and, and, um, and, um, help me, Ken, Ken and Tan Blackson. We were the finalists in the deal, and so we had to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Of course, the Blacksons won, of course, and I shared with everybody last night that I talked to. I said, they won because I don't have their hips. That's the reason why. They have a different kind of hip than I do. But our choices are powerful. We choose who we follow on social media. We choose the voices that we listen to. We choose the television shows that we watch. We choose the influences. We choose what we, we choose what comes into these craniums of ours. We choose that. God doesn't make our choices. We do. What I want us to understand today is, is that it takes courage. It literally takes a conscious effort and it takes courage to make better choices. Because many of us right now, we're in a routine. We are. We get in a routine of life and we just, we just start managing life. But it's good. It's good for us to begin to make that conscious and that courageous choice to say, I, I, I'm going I'm to form some better habits. That there's some things I've been doing. There's some things I've been listening to. There's some, there's some, there's some influences I've been allowing in my life. There's some conversations that I, at, at the work, in, in the, uh, in, in the break room at work that I've been allowing myself to engage in. There's, there's negativity. And I've gotta, I've gotta make the conscious and the courageous choice to break myself from that. But by human nature, we get stuck where we are. But it takes courage. It takes courage to make better choices. The verse that we started out with today from Deuteronomy, I shared a little bit of the background on it where Moses, he's giving his last message. And then he came to that point where he said, there's a promised land. In his whole speech, he, he begins to tell about this, this promised land. And then he says, I set before you now life and death. You have an option. You have a choice. And he says, choose life. In that message, Moses was actually on his way out of the picture. But he wanted, he wanted to really empower the people. He wanted to empower those who were going to cross the Jordan and head into the potential land of promise with the reality that God brought us this far. It's always been his faithfulness. And God will take us where he has promised to take us. God's promises are real. God's promises are great. There are so many promises that are spoken over your life and my life. I'm talking about promises from God's word that are all through his word. If we'll just look at it, if we'll make the choice to study it and actually look at it. But I want to tell you something. God has an individual promise on your life and on my life. God's got a promise over your family. If we will just make the choice to say, God, I want to know what you have to say. Because God's promises, they are great. But the truth is, and, and Moses was, was advising of this, and, 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 and when, the, when the spies went in and spied out the land, they even brought back the negative report that would let us know that there's going to be adversity. There's going to be adversity. That, that, that we're going to have challenges in our life. 
Just because we're making the right choices, just because we're moving in the direction that God is calling us, just because there is a promised land, doesn't mean that we're not going to have challenges, that we're not going to face some things sometimes, that we're not going to be discouraged from time to time. Am I the only one in the room that's ever experienced discouragement? And sometimes for no reason at all. You just wake up in the morning and for whatever reason today, I'm, in, I'm discouraged and I don't know why. We're going to face these things. Life is going to happen. But if we get bogged down in these things, if we're not careful, we're going to miss out on what God has for us. We're going to lose sight of the promised land. What stands out to me is the fact that out of all these people, there were only two that really took it to heart. Joshua and Caleb. There was only two that really could see past all the adversity. That could see past all of the negativity that was that made the choice to say, we're going to look past what even the other ten are trying to say. And we, we can see something that no one else can see. They made that choice. And they took this power to choose thing to heart and to their lives and to their future. They started choosing that they're going to believe for something better no matter what. Come what may. Yes, there are giants in the land. But we believe, we believe that God has a better plan. We believe that God has a promised land and it has been promised to us because God's promises are great and God's promises are real. And it doesn't matter what the adversity looks like. It doesn't matter what the challenges are. God's word is yes and amen. So now my part today is to make the choice to follow. They were going to believe God and trust that God had a plan, a good plan for their life. And that they were going to one step at a time, one choice at a time, move forward and make courageous choices. They were going to face giants. And while everyone, else, while everyone else was saying, they're so big and we can't do it, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. Joshua and Caleb were saying, yes, we can. Yes, we can. We have the favor of God on our lives. We have a promise from God, we can do this. I know what it looks like. I went to the same land you did. I saw the giants. I saw the massive fruit. I saw that we seemed like grass. I was in, living in the same reality that you were living in. You can sit here and point out the obvious in the natural all you want to, but I choose to believe something different. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. So they made the choice. They made the courageous choice to stand up in the middle of all the negativity and say, but God is with us. Be strong. Have courage. They were simply saying, God will not forsake us. I believe that there are some of us in this room today that God is calling us. God is calling us even right now. He allowed you to be in this service to hear this word today. He is challenging us to make some courageous choices. Maybe there's been something that's been stirring in your spirit and in your heart. Maybe you haven't shared it with anyone, but it's a major step and it's a courageous step, but you feel like God has put his hand upon it. You feel like it's been something God's been whispering in your spirit. And today you're here and this is your launching pad. Today's your day. Today's the moment where God is confirming his word and said, it's time to step out. It's time to be courageous. 
right here at the beginning of this new year. For many here today in your heart, you want something different. You want something better. You want something more for you and for your family and for your marriage. But maybe you've just kind of put everything on pause and you've just kind of gotten into maintenance mode and survival mode. Maybe you don't even realize it, but you're not making new and fresh and courageous choices to advance yourself into this blessed life that God has called you to. This life of power, this life of influence, this life of purpose and calling. You know the promises of God. You want the promised land that he has for you. But you've allowed yourself to be intimidated by the giants in the land and the challenge of actually going there. And I believe that today God is speaking to us. I do. I believe he's just using this simple servant with these simple words today to to speak into our lives today and let us know that this is our moment. Right now is your moment to choose differently. I can't change what's going on around me, but I can change what I choose. I choose life. And to make the choice that says, I'm going to step into 2019 using my power to choose. I'm going to exercise my power to make courageous choices in my life. I'm going to turn my life in a brand new direction. My marriage is fixing to move in a brand new and a beautiful and a prosperous direction because I'm making the choice to do that. I'm not basing it on how I feel or how he's treating me or what she said or done or any of that. I'm choosing to move in a good direction. I've been stuck in a habit and I'm going to choose different than I've been choosing. Can I just say that hoping for something is not the same as choosing it. Hoping for something is not the same as choosing something. And I'm going to take it a step further. Praying for something is not the same as choosing something. I can pray all day long. And God has the power to do anything in my life. He is, he is all powerful in my life. But he's also given me some power. So his response to me is, I'll be happy to do that for you, except I've given you the power to do that. You can make a choice today and actually make that happen. I won't say that God would say I'm wasting his time. I don't believe he would tell me that. But I would say he would tell me, I put me in you. And you've got some power now. Use it. The truth is, We're sitting right here on Highway 15, Louisiana Highway 15, U.S. Highway 425. If you go out of here, out of the parking lot, you've only got one option. you got to go south. But if you want to go north, you just go a little piece and make a U-turn, and you can go to Rabel that way. And every one of us in this room, we can have all the great intentions, and we can pray and say, God, I want to go to Rabel today. God, I, I want to I get to Ravel today. And maybe even, maybe even if I'm lucky, Monroe as well. And a trip to Pecan Land Mall. <laughs> but the fact is, is if I get out here on Highway 425 and I start heading south, I can pray all the way to Sicily Island. And guess what? It ain't going to get me to Ravel. 
Because I had the choice and I had the power to turn that steering wheel and go north. But I can sit there and I can go and I can, oh God, I wish I was in Rabel. Oh, I wish I was eating at Janusa's today in Monroe. Oh, I wish I was. God, would you help me get to Janusa's today? And meanwhile, I'm driving the car to Faraday. Bless you, Donnie and Rita. The truth is, direction determines our destiny. The direction of our, cho- our choices will determine our destiny. What God was saying here through Moses is, is you're not alone. I am with you, but I need you to use what I've given you and take a step. You take the step that I've given you the power and I've given you the authority to do. Move in the direction that I'm leading you in. Use the power that I'm giving you, I have given you, and choose it. I'm closing. And Ellis, I'm closing early, just for you. <laughs> Teach you to call me out on Facebook again. I'll call, I'll call you out two Sundays in a row. Even when you're not here. Everybody knows you wasn't in church last week, Ellis. I don't know what kind of excuse you got, but nevertheless, look at him. Look at him over there all red. You know, you know I love you. I, I, I love what Ephesians 3.20 says. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him, it's capital H, to him who is able. He's more than able. He's God. He is all powerful. Now to him who is able, listen to this. This is what he's able to do. I want to tell you about how, let me brag on your God for a minute, tell you how big he is. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever even ask or even think about or dream up. Whatever that is, whatever the biggest thing you're believing God is, he is able to do immeasurably, another version says, immeasurably, immeasurably more than we could ever even imagine or think or ask. But listen to the last part of that verse. There's two words here that I capitalized in my notes, all caps, according to. He's able. He is God. He is able. To do the unthinkable. But it's according to the power that works in us. In other words, what capacity we have made for the power of God. What room have we made in our hearts and our lives to see Him do that immeasurable, that exceedingly abundantly thing that I can't even imagine? Or am I so full of my doing? And my wants, and my wishes, and my desires, and how I want to do this thing, and my choices, and the negative influences in my life. Have I filled myself with all of that, that now there's no room anymore to see this exceedingly, abundantly, above all kind of God begin to work in and through my life? According to the power That works in us. If we want to see the better life in our marriages. 
If we want to see the better life, maybe even in our, in our finances, in our resources, in our relationships, in our jobs and careers, most importantly, most importantly, in our ministries and in our callings and in the purposes that God has for our lives. Here's what we do. We make the choice. We make the choice. This is as harsh as I'm going to preach this year. We make the choice. We make the choice. I cracked the pulpit. We need to get back to the big old wooden ones, right? We make the choice. And we stay committed to it. And then watch God work on our behalf. That's what that Ephesians 3.20 is all about. We make the choice. We make the room. We, we, we move in that direction. And then we watch this immeasurable, exceedingly, abundantly, more than able to do anything God work in our lives. We do what he's empowered us to do. And then, and then we watch him do what only he can do. Joshua would, would later stand before the people of Israel. And in Joshua 24, and he's throughout this, this chapter, he's reminding them. He's reminding them of the promises of God. He's reminding them of the, of the power of their God. He's reminding them of how faithful that he, that he has been in their lives. And in verse 15, this is what he says. He puts a challenge out to the people, just as Moses did. Now Joshua's doing the same thing. And he said, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, you choose. You make the choice. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in in whose land you dwell, listen to this. Listen to the choice. Joshua had already made a choice before. Now he's making another choice. But as for me and my house, my choice is we will serve the Lord. I'm drawing the line in the sand. I'm pouring the concrete. There are no other options. There are no other avenues to look at. I've got one choice. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So I choose. Would you stand with me across this room right now? I choose today. We make a choice today. I choose. I choose to think positively. I I choose to think the best. I choose to quit thinking negative thoughts. I choose to quit letting negativity make its way into my heart and then out of my lips and then scripting that over my future and my life and my story. I choose to rewrite the script. Your history is not your destiny. I choose to not live as the victim. I don't know if there's anybody in this room that needs to hear that, but just in case, I'm going to say it one more time. I choose... To not be the victim anymore. I choose to get off the pity party. I choose to quit thinking the world is against me. And somebody owes me something. I make that choice today. I choose to not live with unforgiveness and bitterness in my life anymore. There's people in my life I've been holding, they've been in prison, I've been holding them captive in my heart. And and it's brought all kinds of mess and junk and bitterness and ugliness and darkness into my life. And I'm giving them the key and I'm releasing them today and I'm forgiving. And I choose, I choose to not live with that unforgiveness anymore. I choose that. God's helping me. 
And he's, he's empowering me. He's, but I'm making the choice. Not going to be the victim. I choose to not hold on to offense anymore. You don't know what this person did to me. You don't know how they hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. You're right, I don't. But you don't know what's been done to me either. No, we've all been done wrong. We can all sing the I've been done wrong song. Every one of us can. But I choose. I choose to let it go. I choose to free them. So in doing so, I free me. I choose forgiveness. And here's another choice. Here's a choice every one of you made this morning. God bless you. I choose to worship. Instead of criticizing, I'm going to worship. Instead of gossiping, I'm going to worship. Instead of, did you hear about? I'm going to worship. I choose to fill my life with His Word. I choose to meditate on His Word day and night. I choose that. I choose His Word. I choose faith. I choose faith over my circumstances. I choose faith over whatever negative or bad thing. I choose to trust God. I choose that. He's not going to He's not going to force trust on me in Him. I'm making that choice today. You're making that choice today. It's going to be a new year. It's going to be a new day. We're going to see some incredible and beautiful things begin to happen in each one of our lives, in our homes, in our marriages, in our families, on our workplaces, in our jobs, in our schools. I'm just believing for our students. God's going to begin to empower our students as they make the choice to draw the line in the sand and say, I'm going to be the vessel that God has called me to be. I'm going to do exactly what he's called me to do. I'm not going to be influenced by the, by the negative voices around me. They're going to change our campuses. I truly believe that because of a choice. Because of a choice. I choose to trust him today.
worship. I choose faith. I choose to trust Him. Come what may. Are you glad you came to church today? Would you just say a great big amen? Amen. Amen. Before you leave out of this house today, i got to make one very, very quick introduction, if you'll allow me. I've been sitting right here this whole time, right here on this front row. Some very dear friends of ours from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Clay and Susan Fairbanks. Would you welcome them? Come and hang out with us. And I'm going to tell you something. These are church building people and they are church planters. And you know they're church building people when this, this is their first time here in this service from Baton Rouge and they're sitting front and center. You know, they ain't scared. They ain't scared a bit. Amen. God bless you. Go in his grace. Go in his peace. Make great choices in Jesus' name. Amen.